have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours, and ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Spine Chillers. The Creaking Door. The manufacturers of State Express 3.5's Filter King cigarettes take pleasure in presenting... Take a lot of killing. 
Did I? You wouldn't be bursting with curiosity about me. Ready to talk, son? I am. If you'll listen. That's what I'm here for. Jim Miller's my name. As a kid, I went right out of reformatory into jail. Number 106317 was my name for 10 years. 106317. Every night before turning in, I swore that 106317 was how many it would cost society to square accounts with me. Society? Answering to the name of Tom Reed? It, it just happened to be Tom Reed. It could have been Dick Nobody or Harry Anybody. How did it begin? It was a day out of jail, hanging around the docks, wondering where I could catch the price of a drink. A big liner had just come in out of the fog, one of those pleasure liners. I watched the passengers come off, without a care in the world. Among them was Tom Reed, dressed to kill. My eyes kept wandering over to him, and the thought kept jabbing at me that there was a man I could be if I played my cards right. We were about the same age and build, except that Reed was a little pale around the gills. All Reed had on me was a bank roll. The car rolled up, and Reed went to it. I went after him. What scheme I had in my mind, I'm not clear on anymore. It might have been the ring on his middle finger, or the pounds he flashed when he tipped the kid and brought the car up. Or maybe I was just going to catch a meal. Anyhow, there I was over the car, staring at him, tongue-tied. Yes? Is there something you want? Yeah. <sighs> Driving north? Hitchhiking? Yeah. Oh, hop in. All right. <laughs> I'm Reed. My name's Jim Miller. How far are you going? Well, as far as I can. But no destination? No. How far are you going? About 200 miles. White Oaks. Ever heard of White Oaks? No. <laughs> it's the show place of the Cornish coast. And what's it now? <laughs> A mausoleum. I'm the last of the reeds of White Oaks. You're bragging? I suppose there is something indecent about too much money. Have you got too much money? A hundred thousand in three days' time. Why in three days? My inheritance comes to you, then. Well, how do you collect? Is a cashier pile of money up in front of you? <laughs> no, a blind uncle we haven't seen for years taps his cane along the floor towards a safe that's been in the family for generations and opens it. <laughs> and hands you a hundred thousand? Just like that? <laughs> Just like that. My father never trusted banks. I turned the figure over in my mind. A hundred thousand. One oh six three one seven. It was 6,317 trial, my number, but close enough to write off the debt only. I saw Reed looking queerly at me out of the corner of his eye. Tempted, Miller. <sighs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Pose as me for three days, then go off with all that money. Blind Uncle Walter would never detect a masquerade. That's what you're telling yourself, aren't you? And uh, where are you all the time I'm posing? Easy. You've murdered me. You're putting ideas into my head? I'm reading your thoughts. You're a cool duck. And you're an open book, Miller. If I'd had any idea like that, 
reads openness, put the kibosh on it. You can't lay hands on someone who talks on your level. I even got to like him. A little. We chewed up about a hundred miles. And I caught that funny look crossing Reed's face again. I watched the end clasp over his heart. Reed seemed to sag and the car began to circle wildly. I grabbed the wheel in the nick of time. We almost dropped off an incline. I pulled to the side and shut the motor. sounded like he only had minutes. Uh, get me to a doctor, Miller. I stalled. There was a little man counting off 100,000 in my mind, slowly, by ones. Reed's eyes were on me. They were dying eyes. But I caught a twinkle, as if he were amused over something. Here's your chance, Miller. Just sit it out under the stars. Forget the doctor. Now, what I like about you is your sense of humor. I'm taking you to a doctor. Oh, thanks, fool. But don't bother. It's, it's too late. Three. Bury me somewhere. That's Jim Miller. You'll be Tom Reed for those three days. You're inviting me to? It's destiny, perhaps. Perhaps you didn't just happen to come along. Boy Scout and race for the doctor. Reed was dead. I sat around a while thinking over what to do. But there was nothing to think over. My mind had been made up for me a long time before Reed happened along. I told myself that Reed's dying remark practically made me his heir. But I didn't have to tell myself anything. The little blind man he talked about was already counting 100,000 in my head. 100,000 pound notes. I found a lake about five miles up the side road. Not a house or a human anywhere. I swapped clothes with Reed, weighed his pockets with stones, then said goodbye and let him slip. I ran for the car and headed for White Oaks, Reed's wallet pushing against me as I drove. It was a down payment on the 100,000. to White Oaks, the storm raged. The house was high on a hill. It looked forbidding. Everything about it seemed to say, keep out. Making an entry was easy. Easy, did I say? Every ghost story I'd heard as a kid played with my spine. If the outside had given me the willies, the interior put the icy frosting on it. There were shadows from kerosene lamps doing a jig on the walls. Not a soul in sight. Where was the blind uncle? Anybody home? I could hear an echo hanging in the air. And then I heard a tapping coming at me out of the shadows. Uncle Walter came towards me, feeling his way with the cane. An old guy with more wrinkles than face. 
His hand reached for me. I could feel my flesh crawling. Tom? Hello? Uncle Walter? Give me your hand, nephew. Of course. It's been so long since I felt the warmth of a reed hand. Your cablegram from the boat was a surprise. Was it? I thought you would not leave Honolulu. Wouldn't risk the trip. Why not? Um, my heart. Oh, my poor chop. <laughs> uh, perhaps I'll outlive the doctors. Your voice, it's, it's changed. For the better? It's deeper. I'll blame it on the Honolulu climate. Even your speech. What about that? It lacks uh, the reed refinement. I'll blame that on Honolulu English. They make a professor talk like a customer in six months. Well, it's been a, a long time, Uncle. Yes, it's been a long time. I'd like to retire. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, of course, you'll want to be rested tomorrow for your cousin Margaret's arrival. Margaret? She's coming tomorrow? Yes. How is Margaret? Oh, she's grown into a fine woman. She'll make you a good wife, Tom. When do the wedding bells ring out? The day you take your inheritance, as your father wished it. Oh, you're displeased, Tom? No, it's just that I never understood why my father made marrying a condition. The way I am. One jump ahead of the undertaker. Margaret's the daughter of an old school friend your father knew out east. You and Margaret were playmates as children, and your father wanted someone close to have his money after you. This letter here is from Margaret. It came the other day. If you'd care to read it. Thank you. I'll read it in bed. Good night, nephew. Good night, Uncle Walter. Get three fives. Get the taste. Three fives by State Express. Get the taste of international success. The taste that's uniquely three fives. Only when no expense is spared in its making can a cigarette taste so right, so smooth, so satisfying. Three fives. Get the taste. The taste that State Express created for you. The taste that has made Three Fives the king-size cigarette of international success. Get Three Fives. Get the taste. What does he think about? 
you like me too, dear Uncle Walter. So Margaret didn't know Tom Reed from Adam. All I had to do was to keep the act going for three days, grab the money, and leave. Next morning, I drove into the village. I wanted to buy a paper and some odds and ends. I'd left the village store when a fat little man in a seaman's outfit who'd been hanging about inside followed me out. I started up a car. And he drifted over. Going to wait, Oaks, friend? Uh, how did you guess? The <laughs> car. It's the cab Reed hired yesterday. Can I catch a lift with you? You're going to White Oaks? Yes. Tom Reed's guest. Name is Brand. All right? I'll hop in. Are you a, a friend of Tom's? Well, I was purser on the ship he came over on. We headed off. I got invited to his wedding. Friendly chap, Reed. Rich, but genuine. My mind worked at trip hammer speed. With every mile, the car brought me closer to reunion with someone who no longer existed. I had a choice of two things. Make a clean breast of everything, or stop Bran before he got to White House. I didn't have to choose. Bran made my mind up for me. He threw a sudden bombshell. What did you do with Tom Reed? Hold on. I don't understand. You're wearing Reed's clothing, you're driving his car, you paid for some junk at the store, you showed Reed's wallet. You needn't sweat. He can do business. For how much? Half, if you're just masquerading. All, if you killed him. I didn't kill him. A heart attack did. I, I just ditched the body. Is it half? <laughs> I'll let you know. the way it's got to be. All or nothing. No deals with a blackmailer. Then it's all yours. Put your gun away. You're not going to shoot me in cold blood. I've got to. The way it is, I've got to. <laughs> he fell over on his side into the weeds. I'd done it. I'd added murder to masquerade. You didn't just stick your hand out for 100,000, I suppose. It came a lot harder than that. I dragged Bran through the woods, looking for a place to hide him until I could get some tools and bury him later. And suddenly, some motorist unable to get past my parked car on the narrow road. I left Bran as he was and ran to the car. For it was a girl, easy on the eyes, with a rainbow-colored scarf flying in the breeze. shot at some rabbits. Any luck? No, no, I'm a bad shot. Too bad. Am I on the right road to White Oaks? You wouldn't be Margaret. Yes. I'm Margaret. Hello. I'm Tom Reed. You're 
just staring. She was accusing me with her eyes. Perhaps she knew I wasn't Tom Reed. She hadn't seen Reed since childhood, but maybe there'd been an exchange of photographs. I couldn't let her run blabbing to White Oaks. After Brand, I was up to my neck in it. There was no turning back anymore. Aren't you going to show me the way, Tom? The way you keep staring? Why? Just bad manners. But you're still staring. I'm... I'm sorry. She couldn't control her eyes. I followed the direction of her stare, and then... Suddenly, it hit me. Murder was written all over me. There was blood on my clothes. It was as if Brand's corpse was standing beside me, telling the world. You came at a bad time. You, you killed somebody. In there. That's what those shots were. You killed Uncle Walter. Uncle Walter. And you're not Tom Reed. <laughs> You've got a picture of him? Yes. You're nice and frank. Well, why don't you scream? I'd rather do this. Stay exactly where you are. Do you know how to use it, that gun? Try me and see. Yes. Yes, I've got to try you. Whether I like it or not, I've got to now. <laughs> nice shooting for a girl. My turn now. <laughs> she bit my elbow. I drilled it clean through the temple. Her shooting first made it easy for me. In a way, it was like self-defense. I was still kidding myself. Funny, I met a girl and killed her all in less than five minutes. The 100,000 was coming a lot harder than I'd thought. I drove her car and all as far into the woods as I could get and shot back to White Oaks. Playing air for a couple of days was out now. I was running out of time. The plan now was to grab what was in the safe, one way or another, and get as far from the two corpses and the blind uncle as I could get. I got to the safe and began to work at the dials. Uh, and then I heard Uncle Walter tapping his way towards me. Tom? Tom? Yes, Uncle? Give me your hand, nephew. Where? Where is it? Here. <laughs> what do you do, read palms with your fingers? Yes, nephew. There are flakes of dirt on your palm. As if you've had your hands on the ground. <laughs> Not bad. You ought to be a detective. And there's an odor. A smell of blood. Let go of my hand. What's wrong, Tom? Listen. I've got a gun in my hand. Pointing right at you. You're going to tap your way to that floor safe and open it. With no stalling and no questions. Perhaps no not. questions. But I don't know the combination from memory. You don't? If you listen, the combination is on a memorandum pad in the library desk. Get it. He tapped his way along the floor to the desk, stopped over the drawer, then stayed there in a crouch like a guy in a trench. There was a gun pointing in front of him. You crazy old fool. What good's the gun? You're blind. You'll not get a penny, imposter. Get over to that safe and open it up. Never. I'm counting three. One, two, better be. He shot me with perfect marksmanship. 
It aimed in the direction of my voice. I thought. I moved to side quickly and emptied my gun. Uncle Walter was propped over the desk. I did him in his cheek and neck. He was still alive. The gun pointing in front of him. I crept along the wall to the other side of the room, quietly. I didn't want him aiming in the direction of the sounds again. He aimed the gun. I watched the nozzle of the gun follow me, inching as I moved. The old man was looking at me, watching me, as if he could see it, as if he had perfect vision. Sergeant. You fixed a glycerine charge in a can and blew the wall safe? That was a trick I picked up in prison. There were some chemicals in the storeroom at White Oaks. I thought I was going... To collect your fortune? Yeah. The old man, Uncle? Did. He died of those bullet wounds you made. How did you... What brought you... To White Oaks? A young lady. She came in and told us that you were trying to rob the safe... You were likely to commit mayhem. Young lady? Sure. Uh, wait a minute. How did you describe this uh, Margaret? A rainbow-colored scarf. What color hair did she have? Auburn. Auburn. Gray eyes. Auburn hair. That's, uh, that's impossible. Uh, 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 don't die. You can't die. This girl. Ghost, how do you? young man is dead. But the girl, she spoke. Well, I didn't hear anything. You must be imagining things. international success. The taste that's uniquely three fives. Only when no expense is spared in its making can a cigarette taste so right, so smooth, so satisfying. Three fives. Get the taste. The taste that State Express created for you. The taste that has made three fives the king-size cigarette of international success. Get three fives. Get the taste. This is your host back again. Just a reminder of our rendezvous next week.
the manufacturers of State Express 3-5's Filter King cigarettes invite you to listen next Saturday at 9 o'clock when they will again present 